0: Hey, everybody. Starting off the week strong with an all-news show, and it's a thick
1: boy. It is. Oh, it is. It is. And (laughs) uh, how do we not talk about what happened at the Oscars last night? A streaming platform uh, feature won Best Picture for the first time. It wasn't Netflix. But there was another
0: story that just, um, you know what? Spoiler alert now, so you can prepare yourselves appropriately, there's another big story that we spent like uh, 40 minutes on. And that's the slap. We did. Just it happened. It happened. we
1: sorry. We went through every single permutation in relation to tech, social media, and celebrity and, and, and media and feelings and, and our feelings <laughs> on it. And we all have to process this together. And we're never going to talk about it again in 36 hours. Uh, and then, of course, we're going to talk about crypto continuing to boom. Uh, there is a uh, exchange called FTX uh, that's backed by major VCs, and apparently they have no investors on their board and they're worth $32 billion. What's the worst that could happen?
0: <laughs> and reportedly, Apple is working on a hardware subscription. We break down what it could look like in a world where you just pay Apple for everything.
1: Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. We're really liking the bundling that's going on. Uh, it's going to be a great show. Stick with us.
2: This Week in Startups is brought to you by... LinkedIn Jobs. A business is only as strong as its people, and every hire matters. Post your first job for free at linkedin.com slash twist. Rocket. To hire in today's competitive market, you need outstanding recruiting. Rocket's expert recruiters paired with machine learning candidate matching sets them apart from the rest. Get 20% off your first placement at getrocket.com slash twist and OpenPhone. As a startup founder, a lot of mistakes are easy to roll back, but using your personal cell phone number as your company number isn't one of them. OpenPhone makes it easy to get business phone numbers for you and your team right on top of your existing devices. Visit openphone.co slash twist to get 20% off your first six months.
0: Hey, everyone. Happy Monday. We're going to do a news show today, as you might imagine, because frankly, we like to do that on Mondays. We've had a lot of days to watch headlines go by and just like bite our tongues because we aren't allowed to talk about it other than constantly on Twitter. (laughs) Um, And there is quite a bit of news today. And I think you all know... Where we're gonna have to start. I think we can all agree that the big number one takeaway from the Oscars last night was a streaming movie winning best picture. Am I right? That's all we have to talk about.
1: That was, yeah, that was sort of, I think, the number two, distant two. I don't know if you watched it last night, (laughs) but uh I I literally did a tweet where I was like, the Oscars are bankrupt, I wouldn't watch this thing if you paid me they don't know how to pick movies the whole thing has become nonsense it's not about cinema anymore they've got all of these celebrities showing up kardashians and then all of a sudden i'm watching the oscars rewinding it looking at clips i spent four hours on oscar content last night when i thought i was to spend zero yeah obviously we're referring to the fact that uh there was an incident between will smith chris rock where will smith uh slapped slapped you could you could Describe the slap any way you like. An open hand clocking. Open yeah, I mean, and <laughs> slapped Chris Rock. Ooh. And what an amount of uh, emotion went through my mind. And as I tried to dissect this, mm-hmm. just so we can level set here for the four people watching who did not see it. Who did not see it. <laughs> here's the Japanese version with uncentered. Get my wife's name out of your mouth. Mm-hmm. And so let's start with the joke heard round the world.
2: <laughs> he is praying that Will Smith wins. Like, please, Lord. Jada, I love you. G.I. Jane too. Can't wait to see it. All right. <laughs> it's jealousy. That was a nice one. Okay i'm out here oh richard
0: <laughs> so what's happening now obviously is will smith Ooh. coming on stage and there it is
2: wow
1: okay so i think we can pause there yeah i, I just want to start with i saw oh. you and other people on twitter i'm in the hot tub after a day of skiing i'm a little après de ski in the hot tub mm-hmm. and i see my twitter go off what just happened mm-hmm. what just that pre-pahara you just everybody on the planet who would normally maybe you know not be saying the same exact thing right. on Twitter is saying what All just say happened? the same thing. So were you not watching live? I was not watching live. Oh, so I get the signal on Twitter because I was tweeting, and yeah, uh, it was a bad signal for sure. It's a bad signal moment, right? It's and so I watched the joke. Now i I want to start with the joke and ask you a simple question. Mm-hmm. Did you get the joke? You got the joke, as in she has a shaved head, and GI Jane, Demi Moore had a shaved head. Totally. Yep. Okay. So I get the jo- I did not get the joke because when I saw them flash to Jada Smith, I didn't know if that was her normal haircut because some women will wear hair very short, or mm-hmm. if her hair was pulled back. I just couldn't visually tell. I wasn't paying attention. Right. So I right. don't exactly and you hadn't get the seen joke. The red carpet and right. Exactly, I didn't see yeah. the red carpet. So I'm trying yeah. to put together what's going so on. You're like here. what is up. so i didn't get the joke didn't land for me and then i'm like okay gi jane it's a compliment joke because i saw your tweet about that i was like yes i was like is this a compliment (laughs) or what the hell's going on here yeah because demi moore was that was the performance of a lifetime an amazing film she was diesel beautiful amazing powerful and i remember jada smith because i don't know everything about their lives but i do understand that they have a colorful life that there's some facebook show red table or something mm-hmm. i know enough about cop culture to then to know they have a very raw r- red table thing where they talk with their kids and other people about very details of their lives so i'm trying to piece all this together in my mind and i'm like that's a compliment joke or a joke joke it's not making sense to me
0: yeah by the and way, everyone, did, just I'm just in a, all of our listeners. I see our noties freaking out and jumping ahead. We know we're going to get to all the context. Right yes. now, we're reliving our we're live reliving, experience. Yes. Exactly. So did you but I did see your tweet and I was like, that, ooh. Honey. Let me ask
1: you this. Did you yeah. know that she was suffering from alopecia? Am I alopecia. That? I did not know that. I you didn't know that. I- I, yeah, okay. I did not. Evidently, Most she has been very not.
0: open about that. But all I care about is like tech and business crap, so I never read celebrity news. Okay. So I didn't know that. Evidently, so, she has been open about it. I. It was certainly a rude joke, no matter what.
1: Well, a rude joke to compare her to G.I. Jane. If she had chosen the hairstyle, would have been maybe playful, but it would not have been playful
0: and lazy. Right? It would lazy, have been lazy, like but lazy, it lazy have been and dated. Be-
1: but it yeah. wouldn't have been like mean. Yes, and so here is the thing once you know that she is suffering from hair loss and it's not male pattern baldness which men go through it is rare for women to lose their hair it's an autoimmune
0: disorder it's like really terrible
1: yeah right so i'm like trying to figure all this out and i'm realizing okay does chris rock know this Mm -hmm. do you think because this this is the piece of information i don't have to make a judgment on what happened from Chris Rock's perspective because Chris Rock has been making jokes about the Smiths who are high profile fair game sure uh, making jokes about himself making jokes about all kinds of celebrities that's why you bring him there is He's to an make an insult jokes comic and
0: it was an insult comic show right you have Amy Hitch- sure. Schumer like which we'll get to in a minute I have a lot of Ricky thoughts Gervais, about Ricky Gervais host of
1: Globes right exactly
0: like it has become an insult comic show
1: right and the it is part of being a celebrity is that and you get he- taken down a notch 100%
0: new, and evidently right. had made a joke to that effect previously, like had already made fun of this
1: sort of alopecia situation. He had. Because mm-hmm. I, I haven't seen that. So we're all trying to piece this together in real time. And right. I think that this is the interesting thing about this story in a media basis. Because think for a second, Molly, of what this story triggered. There is comedy, celebrity, mm-hmm. marriage. Mm -hmm. defending your wife defending your spouse live television Mm -hmm. oscars being the worst program on the planet that's sort of disintegrated uh over time yeah and uh maybe race yeah a little bit Uh oh and and then then accountability and accountability right yes and cancel culture and should he be arrested all this stuff is going through your mind and i'm trying to figure out the joke culture. i'm still right. at the joke and poor i know poor
0: jason's like wait i don't get it it seems like kind of old and then maybe it's okay
1: <laughs> well, so i'm trying to understand the, and this is the thing about comedy <laughs> if it's funny yeah. if it's really funny that everybody goes oh that was hilarious let's move on but right. if it's mean or a bad joke well now we're in a different territory because here what i need to know the piece of information i don't have did chris rock know she has alopecia or not that is the piece of evidence i don't know if he did know she has a disease if she had had cancer and lost her hair oh my lord you don't make that joke yeah and you certainly don't make that joke at the oscars in front of the person like maybe in the comedy cellar at three in the morning like it's still distasteful but i I, maybe i don't know somebody tell me about comedy if you could get away with that but you just don't go after people for there it,
0: the, the oscars is a highly scripted show and there's no universe in which like chris rock or whoever wrote that joke and i was talking to a friend today and we were like the eternal mystery and the thing that we will never know for sure because he will mm-hmm. probably take it to his grave is who wrote that joke and right. who approved it but a lot of people saw the script it went into the teleprompter so like I oh, am that's a great sure. point
1: i didn't think about that
0: like so everybody's in way- complicit in the joke Oh, everybody's complicit in the joke because they have turned the Oscars into a f- insult comedy show. And yes. I don't mean to be like the old lady mom in the room, but for years I've been like, I don't really like this. Like, why is everybody so mean? Like, it's right. mean. There were me you know. I mean,
1: I love it. Certainly, and this is the thing about comedy. People. This is like the thing about things. comedy,
0: but it's not the thing about Oscars, right? Like, it's like okay, these people so in, so in that context.
1: Then, you don't like
0: it. I don't know. I mean, I don't. You. You know me. I just like, generally don't. I'm a like general softy, right? Like, I'm like, okay. why does everyone have to be so mean? I don't like it, but.
1: So you so, don't like the Comedy Central roast. You don't like Ricky no, Gervais at the Globes. Okay, I
0: don't. I think that, I mean, and I'm not even saying like some of it can be really funny. And Amy Schumer had some great, you know, oh, there yeah. were some funny moments. And, but it just, but gen- yeah, I don't understand. the. Mm. And also there's a time and place to do a roast and that's
1: a roast. Yes. Correct. When like, you're in I the roast, it's a safe space for roasting. Like, and everybody no. opts into it. I'm just an old mom. Listen. There's been a great reshuffling. Everybody is doing the great resignation. People are moving jobs. The pandemic has changed people's goals in life. Maybe they wanna work from home. They're being forced to come into an office. Everything's on the table. Well, you need to go recruit those people. You need to get them on your team. Maybe you've lost some people on your team and you gotta refill positions because of the great resignation, because people are checking out their options. Well, it's time for you to go on offense and it's time for you to use my secret weapon, which is LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs is here to help you connect with the best candidates faster, and your first one's always free. We just hired another video editor to help get This Week in Startups out. You know, we're doing six episodes a week and we needed more video editing help. Boom. We found somebody amazing and we found them in under two weeks. You can create a free job post in minutes and you'll reach the world's largest professional network with over 770 million people. And now you might have noticed this is very subtle, but when you go to somebody's LinkedIn profile page, you notice that purple hiring frame around their avatar. You know, the picture that is a new feature that they edit to spread the word very subtly that you're hiring. So here's your call to action. It's super easy. LinkedIn jobs help you find the candidates you want to talk to, and it helps you do that faster. Every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn, and you can post your job for free. I kid you not at linkedin.com slash twist. That's linkedin.com slash T-W-I-S-T. Again, first job is free. LinkedIn does that uh, to support startups who listen to this week, and startups terms and conditions do apply because they're giving you something for free.
0: So I'm an old mom and I'm like, that joke is horrible. Okay. but then Now, where did so, you go next? So I think, so the joke, so like, no one should have told that joke. That was lazy, cruel, and stupid. And by the way, if you're going to go after the Smiths, then go after the Oscar nominee. Like, don't go after his wife. Right? That okay. was punching down. From a comedy but there is also that was punching down.
1: Uh, yeah, but she is also a celebrity. They also do, I, here's the mitigating things. I'm not saying this joke works, but if another joke about them for... What I understand, they have an open marriage or something, and they're incredibly public about this. And there was a joke earlier about it where one of the com- female comedians yeah. was kind of like, hey, about, well, right. you know, Jada, can I borrow Will kind of situation? Right. Uh, and they kind of laughed that off. that whole thing was also kind of yucky and
0: weird, by the way. That's like also to, a little cringe. That yeah. whole thing of just making this wonderful, brilliant actress into just this, like, man-eater thing was also kind of gendered cringe. and strange and cringy. Yeah. However, how you get to the part? Where Will Smith walks up on stage and strikes a person on live television, strikes I him, mean, like, hits him in the face. Wow! And goes back to his seat. The cameras stay on him the whole time. Right.
1: Good job to the
0: camera
2: operators.
1: Really? Or maybe <laughs> well, you cut I away from cu- that. I would have cut away. I mean, here's the thing: if you're the camera operators, your job is to stay focused on the people. I'm just talking about framing the shot here. Should the person who has their finger on the drop button? And there's what a thirty second delay on a show like that. There's a 30 second minimum delay. fifteen second. We'll find this out in the thing. So I this is what the yeah, drop on Twitter. That it was somebody, seconds, has no idea, right? like, somebody has a somebody button. Somebody has a button. Where they press if somebody curses. Because I think on the live the American broadcast you, you didn't hear it was hear, all bleeped. It was all bleeped. So there yeah. was a button. So they bleeped the sound, but they didn't bleep the action. Right. They could have just to stayed
0: on Will Smith and so. At this point, by the way, I'm watching live with my son. Oh. I see this happen. Everything goes silent because they're bleeping the entire thing. And I'm like scrambling for the remote. I'm starting uh, to swear because I'm like, what TV. just happened? Where the f- is the remote? Like,
1: where is it? What is <laughs> going a million on? Million Americans and did my the son same is thing. Like,
0: what's happening? And text come in. And so, but we then we look up, and even though it's silent, you can see Will Smith and mm. it's so it couldn't have been more obvious what he's saying, right? He's like, you keep my wife's name out your mouth. Like, yeah, it is clear as day. And I'm like, that is not a bit.
1: Right? It's not a and bit. So, right. Oh, right. We've skipped over the whole part. Is this a bit?
0: Tons of people, like all the well into the night, tons of people were like, no, I still think it might be a bit. And I'm like, uh, uh, no, it's not a bit. Like, yeah. anyway, so all of that happens. We're trying to figure out if it's real or not. And then it, it just gets more and more surreal because the night just goes on. Poor Questlove wins a fucking phenomenal Oscar for Summer right. of Soul. Is mm. so rattled, gives this like speech where he's just like, "I'm yeah, ruined the night for everybody." It's ruin like, the so, night for everybody. It's no like a security. wedding where
1: like some crazy uncle or ex lover, you know, crashes a party, starts a fight, and then leaves. And now it's room for everybody. Right.
0: And then it just gets weirder and weirder. At one point, like. Uh, who was it there standing there with the puppy during the memoriam segment, and then being like, "If you, the best thing you could do for Betty White is to adopt a rescue dog." I mean, it was like maximum surreality. And it's Will Smith is still just sitting there. There's no. It's clear that, like, from Twitter, that people are talking to him. Denzel came over. Mm. Each of them had a publicist in their ear. Like, burr, 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 burr. we don't know if yeah. Chris Rock has come back. We don't know if if Will Smith. And so then my son is like we should just turn this off and i'm like oh no <laughs> <laughs> he is very likely to win the oscar
1: right that's and what he to told what the hell me for this week in streaming i start tweeting with him who has done a great job the last couple of weeks uh thursday so this week in stream we talk about uh super pumped we don't talk about super pumped anymore we talk about uh the dropout and we uh, don't talk about super we, pumped <laughs> we don't talk we crashed and i guess we're going to get into uh severance soon anyway so I'm talking to him. And he's like, you realize he is going to win best actor in 10 minutes. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, he is. I didn't even know he was nominated. But then I'm like, oh, that's why he's in the front row. Because I did not pay attention to movies this year because COVID. I, it's like, right. I, I don't. No, yeah. Most of us I wasn't going not, to movies actually. all that often. Um, so this is like a surreal Oscars already because nobody's seen any of these films. Have you seen any of these films? right nobody's seen these because covid right it's just like and they're not they decided most of them are not on streaming and there was so much good stuff on streaming the these movies if they're insisting we go to the movie theater then how are we supposed to even see them because we have so many streaming options that are better candidly yep Yep. and even if they're streaming it's sort of just like there's
0: so much noise i don't know i mean it is it's it's hard hard to to hour film today
1: yeah it is that's the other thing that's happening is like who can sit through a two-hour film today who has the attention span when you've got 40 minute 50 minute unbelievable streaming shows that Mm -hmm. are you know just a much easier meal to process it's like going to fine dining going to a film is like going to fine dining it's a three-hour experience four-hour experience with parking you have to settle in and you're not distracted right and it's
0: all about the it's all about the person making the movie like i sort of feel yes, like fine dining got tours. to the point where it was just like i don't need to sit here while you show off is the nicest way i can think to put it like i don't need to Correct. sit here for your sort of three hour masturbatory effort like
1: there's a I moment got, there's, when you lie. go to a fine dining experience and it's not going great if it's going great it can be transcendent mm-hmm. but there's a moment in hour two where you're on dish nine oh, and like it's been hit or miss and you're just like i i don't want to get the hell out of here. And it's so self indulgent. And the guy's like, oh, and then, you know, the waiter comes out. And he's like, oh, here is, you know, a butternut squash souffle with air. And you're like, no, not really. it's, you're giving us the, the ninth edition for $400 a person is butternut squash foam. He's like, oh, with a truffle, you know, emulsification. And I'm like, you're serving us the foam off of boiling water. Yeah. Like, yes, exactly. I'm like, All right, can exactly. I get a steak? You know, like, like a ribeye, <laughs> please, can we move on here?
0: It is kind of like that. That's such a good metaphor for what movies have become. It's just like, it's all about you showing up. Okay. So anyway, all that happens. Yes. And, and this is one of those, I mean, look, why are we talking about on our startup show? Because we all watched it because everybody's talking about it because it was like, and because if you are very online and I know that that is the case with our entire audience pretty much. Yeah. It, it quickly. Devolved into just a fascinating, like, obviously memes, right? That was the simplest part. But it yes. was so fascinating to see where
1: people fell yes. on this. Like, it becomes wh- a Rorschach wh- test, right? It became a Rorschach test, exactly. Right. Because there's a yeah. group of people who were then like, and this is where race came into it, gender came into it. Mm-hmm. Everything through identity politics all of a sudden starts happening on my feed. I don't know what your feed was doing, but I see a bunch of people are like, why is it Will Smith arrested? And then people are like, why are the white people saying Will Smith be arrested? I'm like, oh, my God, this is getting so dark. Yeah, that's about when I turned it off. I was like, Uh, (laughs) OK, this is like one o'clock in the morning. I'm like, I need to go to bed. I got a big show with Molly tomorrow. (laughs) And people are now doing the identity politics thing where they're just replacing each character in the narrative with. Well, what if it was a white guy who smacked a black guy or a black guy who smacked a white guy? What if it was The Rock instead of Chris Rock? I'm like, mm hmm are you swapping out the rock because he's bigger or because he has the same name? I'm just like, I can't keep up. <laughs> well, I just can't keep up with you maniacs. I mean, this, and this is it, right. social media, right? It's Twitter like, there's like a lot. Twitter it's a, is lot. a lot. It's every emotion. It's uh, when I was talking to Sam Harris one time, I was talking about, we were having this like real existential thought and Sam Harris and a friend of mine, we used to go out and have dinner every week or two in LA. We'd go to Italian restaurant, Papones, in um, in brentwood when i lived there um, a couple of my friends lived there we just have this like existential discussions about ai and technology and i was talking to him about like why do our minds go crazy and we can't slow them down like and how that affects Mm -hmm. our lives and he said you know uh when i was meditating with ram das or something and name drop somebody he's like explain it to me like this there's a river that's your mind and all of the water going down are your thoughts And your mind just flows like a river. It literally pops into your mind every permutation of every single thing. And it's up to you as a human to decide how much you pay attention to each little, you know, trickle of water going down the river. And you can then take a cup and pull one thought out and sip it, you know, Uh, or you can dip your toe into one thought, but you are not obligated to try to drink the entire river of thoughts or think that they all have meaning. But that's what Twitter is. It's just a river of every thought, unconscious, dark, beautiful, narcissistic, dystopian. And that's what we saw last night was every permutation of it. And I did think to myself, I was very conflicted. Because if somebody said that to my wife, and I'm not saying this has happened before, but it not at the Oscars, if somebody said that to my wife, it would go down. I'm not saying I would hit the person, but I'm not saying I wouldn't. Yeah, I would definitely get in somebody's face if they came up to my wife and said something. And I'm not saying that's happened before, but people who have experiences, you know, would know if you're an East Coast guy, somebody says something to I your feel wife. Like you are saying that's happened before. I'm not <laughs> saying I don't know when the statute of limitation runs out in various scenarios. But yes. Yeah. That being said, somebody's getting dropped. And if this was at a party, and you came oh, up yeah. to somebody's wife and you said something like that and you got dropped. I don't think anybody is going to say to the I mean, I'm not condoning violence, but I'm not saying anybody wouldn't give Will Smith the high five or a pat on the back and say, Yeah, that guy was out of line. Yeah. Hiring well is one of the most important things a startup can do to increase the chances of being an outlier success. And that's what it's all about, right? So if your current hiring strategies aren't working, you're gonna need to find a solution and rocket can be that solution for you. Rocket is trusted by companies like Tinder, NerdWallet, and Carta because it was built by former tech founders who understand how hard it is to hire at scale. It was built by founders for founders. They use machine learning to supercharge their team of recruiters to help you close hires, and they'll help you hire anyone from an independent contractor all the way to your executive positions. And This is done with a white glove service. Rocket's team of 60 recruiters across the US and Canada Understand how startup recruiting is different, and that's helped Rocket deliver results across hundreds of clients. It's going to save you time, it's going to help you meet better candidates, and it's going to lower the number of hiring mistakes. Here's a really easy call to action. I want you to go to GetRocket.com twist and use the promo code twist for 20% off your first placement. There is no risk with $0 required up front. That's GetRocket.com twist and use the code twist for 20% off. Um, whether you- yep you know, shoved them or smacked them, punched them. And that brings in another wrinkle that maybe only a guy would understand this nuance or had immediately gone to this. Mm. I immediately went to, well, he smacked them. He didn't punch him. Right. He smacked them, which is what you're doing when you're telling somebody you're out of line, but we'll work this out later. But you're getting smacked now. What I think is so, so yes. And there are a couple- Did that in any way go into your mind as a woman? That it was a smack, not a punch. I'm just wondering because I, you and I have these great discussions of gender and differences, interpretation of things. Yeah, and I that don't was really in kn- an instant. I mean, instant thing for me was, oh, he smacked him. It's no big deal. I was a little, really, wow. Yeah, I mean, if he, I mean, if he had punched him, I mean, he played Muhammad. Am I correct that Will Smith? Oh no, was he in could, could have dropped him.
0: What yes. I actually, the conversation I actually had with a friend earlier about this was that he 100 could have dropped him. Yes. And he slapped him instead, which to me made it even more premeditated feeling. And that.
1: So on it's the way like, up, you because knew he had thing, made right? the decision. When he stood There's up, a, he had made the decision. He smacked he him. He had guy.
0: made the decision. Yes. hundred percent. And so that means there was a, maybe enough of a level of control to instead sit down or like, like here's how, here's how Will Smith comes out of this. A hero. Look, if this happens at a party and Chris Rock gets punched. That's a whole different issue. This yes. was a performance mm-hmm. in a crappy insult comedy show that had already been going on for an hour and a half. And that, yep. you know, some version of that had happened for like the past, past three or four years. He, that's a different scenario. This is like mm. a live broadcast mm. and a billion people are going to see what you're about to do. Yeah. If Will Smith goes up there, like here are a couple of things that could happen. One. He leans over to Jada Smith. He kisses her bald head. They both give Chris Rock the bird, right? He's like, "Sure, that's a great one." He's like, "Let me, let me show you that I love and support you." And, and maybe he even yells, you. "Keep my wife's name out of your mouth."
1: Sure, right? No violence, or, just
0: a warning. Or he goes up there and he puts his hand on Chris's shoulder and he v- v- physically intimidates him because he's so much bigger. And he says, "That's not." Keep my wife's name out of your mouth. And then he goes and sits down and then yeah, we're all pointed like at his
1: face. Listen, could have
0: pointed at his face. That's yeah. not acceptable. Right? Like you're punching down. Then he goes and sits down and then we all are literally like, God, what an I f- can't believe that joke. That's so disgusting. You know, he shouldn't have said that. That's so cruel. And Will Smith comes out a hero and it all comes down to self-control. But I will tell you the part that really took this over the edge for me. And that was the speech. So then, I, Will Smith was wins. Manic. The speech was manic. The speech was actually terrifying and kind yeah. of psychopathic. And all yes. the, you could see all of these people on Twitter being totally triggered about the fact that you know what abusers say to you? They tell you that love makes you do crazy things.
1: Ooh, interesting. That's, I, I didn't have that interpretation. I just thought this person is unhinged. Oh, that was like the first thing I thought. I was like, interesting, That's terrifying. Interesting. When it you're was saying unhinged.
0: it is my love that makes me be act violent. this way, yeah, like it's your fault. Creepy, and he you brings responsible, the Williams not sisters into it, and he tries to sort of make it seem like
1: that he to he's protect like them, their father. And I'm protecting the people on the set. I'm like, oh, wait, I, that I didn't understand. He's like, I'm protecting people on the set, and I'm like, I'm sorry. The most privileged group of people in the world, celebrities, need to be protected on a That's set stuff. where they're catered to, like queens and royalty, where they will get you, like whatever Starbucks you want and you could throw it at them if it comes out wrong and they'll bring you another one. Like, you're protecting them. I'm like, you're n- they don't really need protection celebrities. That <laughs> like, was a great being weird. There was this reverse narrative which was like, celebrities uh, are going to stand up against this abuse. And I was like, that fell flat real quick. Yeah. And then the counter reaction was all these uh, comedians who were like, that's not cool. Now we're all going to get attacked at comedy shows. What did you think of that? well uh, also true like everything that about that this is just a mess, right yeah. and
0: then you saw all of these people i mean you know the 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 dark threads when i finally was like i gotta put this down we're like wait so chris rock deserves to get hit in the face on live television for what he said but we should take dave chappelle comedically but not seriously like right. what is the line here right what are we saying about comedy what are we
1: we're discussing yeah. But I, I mean, I just it's pretty think, clear, comedy's comedy. It's just yeah. words. You don't get to hit people for it.
0: Well, and people, but the, here's the other thing, though, is like people are people. Everybody's a mess right now. Everybody's super yes. fragile.
1: I, coming don't out. Don't get me wrong. I yeah. I
0: think that like that family mm. gets some ther- Like, and this Therapy is what I said to my is... son: a man who will hit someone on live television for insulting his wife is a man who will also hit his wife. Like, mm. you're not that comfortable with that action. You don't go there first unless huh. that's what you do. On that red table thing, he admitted that like. She said something to him, like maybe mocked him in front of the family, and he hit her with a newspaper. Like, <gasps> oh, he would said that. They and then they kind of laughed about it. And there's Willow there, and there's the son tweeting, "This is how we do it." Like, there's a whole situation happening. There, there's a whole situation there with, like,
1: why would you have a show where you talk so about on Facebook about all your family's trauma? Yeah, and it's like, no, no. If you have trauma, go to therapy, individual, family couples they, that's why it exists right and that's that the speech i think was the cringiest I, I almost felt like the speech was more uncomfortable to watch than a smack it was so upsetting it, it was, was really so weird upsetting. but also, he's crying
0: stop. and then they're, they why did they clap for him i don't know and then no one know what to do and then they clap for him and like they it's just so weird. It was, oh god i don't know all i know is it was terrible twitter was on fire that is it was sad to say that the the literal i mean i think i said it i was like first i rewound and then i came to twitter to be like what the hell just happened let's
1: all group process it (laughs) let's all group Uh, process
0: so thank god for twitter and also worse and also can we just stop telling jokes that try to push people to the breaking point like maybe we don't need to do that
1: maybe we don't need to do that i i think a mentally ill person combined with uh, a joke that You know, I still don't know. I think Chris Rock needs to to come out and say if he knew she had it and apologize and just contextualize this very quickly. I don't know if he has or hasn't yet. I know he said he's not going to charge. He's not going to press charges. And then I think a bunch of people said he was kind of diffusing it and making jokes. Uh, But I felt like I, I really need to know if he knew she was suffering from and you know, this immune disease, or she just decided to cut her hair short. If she decided to cut her hair short, I don't have as much of a problem with the joke because I thought it was complimentary. But I will say this in the simulation uh I am guaranteeing right now uh that they make G.I. Chain 2, Jada Pink and smith stars in it, because that's how Hollywood works. There's no way this inception in their minds that they're gonna let this kind of marketing go away, that she wins an Oscar for it <laughs> and that she thanks Chris Rock. Thank you. <laughs> it's a simulation. If that happens, we are oh, in a God. simulation. and you tagged her, oh Lord. Oh, I guarantee Jason. she's going to play it. I guarantee it. I, oh, I bless. just know how Hollywood works. They would never let an opportunity like this go away. That is true. And she would be great as she's known for being like an incredibly tough, buff action hero. Is she not? Like, this is not what she played in uh, what's the sci fi film that she was in? Was she in the know. Matrix. She was in something that she played a really tough. Somebody pull up her IMDb. Must we? Can we talk about Coda
0: now? <laughs> it's been like thirty-two minutes on this. Is it hasn't been thirty-two. So many, many minutes. I'm sorry we had to process this with you, but <laughs> we did have to process it with each other, though. Honestly, because yeah, we were all on Twitter last oh, night. Oh, she was on
1: just... Gotham. Oh, she was in the Matrix. Okay, great. She was. Uh, a lot of people are thinking she was the same on thing. Gotham, and she was amazing. One hundred percent. She is going to play Jerry Jane. <laughs> I've always loved her as an actress. I don't know why he was making fun of her as an actress either, because she's awesome. I always love seeing her on He's screen. He's made fun of her a lot, apparently. I did see that I, going I watched by on Twitter, bit, and one the other of the bit, bit, is saying the same thing. Yeah, the other bit he did at another Oscars or some People's Choice Award or something was like, you know, her. she was like commenting on the Oscars, and that would be like him commenting on being Rihanna's lover. Like, he was not invited. So mm-hmm. he was kind of dismissing her as like a B-list celebrity, C-list celebrity before. Uh, okay so i was just informed that uh by my producers that the year he went after her was the oscar so white year and he was presenting but there were no black nominees i believe that year Mm -hmm. and so it was like what's going on here (laughs) the whole thing is just a mess we can move on i think i think we've basically processed every possible angle is there any angle left unturned yet uh, well if if so they'll all come so, up in our group chat you, later <laughs> it'll be in our group chat later and on twitter trending somebody uh, chris rock for the love of god you know we have make not i will apology. say we have
0: not heard the end of this story there is going to be more coming out of this because the academy part of it alone just sort of like oh my god the woke academy roll, like the not woke, doing a single thing academy. Having a like, stop saying woke, having a like okay. assault happen on live TV and not doing anything about it. Like, it's just. Well, I mean, the, the Academy
1: was historically very racist. I mean, and then they tried to flip that, right? I mean, that is the history of it, kind of. So, Coda,
0: streaming <laughs> movie, wins Best Picture. <laughs> and that is a big deal.
1: It's also a big deal because Apple beat Netflix there. I want to see Coda so badly now. I had heard the buzz yeah. about it. I have not seen it. You haven't seen it either, I take it? I haven't
0: have seen it, but I saw uh, that the lead actor win best actor and I bawled like a child. I knew it. Was it. So I was like, Molly beautiful. is crying right now. Oh, ugly cried. I ugly, ugly cried over that. It was so beautiful. And the woman presenting the award like stopped and was like, ah, and then just sort of, you know, oh, and I then signed the his name. Who I mean, it wouldn't was leave just the stage. Yes. stunning. It was stunning.
1: The woman who wouldn't leave the stage, as you noticed, they were trying to pull her off the stage. Like, well,
0: no, because she was like, I'll
1: hold your your award for you because you need I know, to celebrate. but you're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to move off the stage to give that person 100% of the I moment. I think they told her,
0: though. I think they told her because he, he, needed to sign so she was like i'll hold your award for you so no, you can there's have usually hands but
1: you still take a step back so if you look at the tape i was all in this well, investigation yeah. and You're also supposed she was to like, take three steps back, and i love you and i'm gonna stay here and she was fawning over him it was very endearing it was
0: adorable oh my god yeah, it was so she it was, was so historic yeah. it was so incredible and he was i think the first deaf actor to win any kind of an oscar and then apple tv said plus second
1: Sec- they said second
0: oh that's right or did Maybe, marley um,
1: maitland win Maybe
0: Marley Matlin did win one, yeah. Marley Matlin, best, sorry. Maybe for best actor?
1: Marley Matlin did win best first. actress in 1987. Okay. For her role in Children of Lesser God. That's what I was going to say, yeah. Oh, yeah. Incredible performance. So, second time. First deaf
0: man? Anyway, was either way, it was lovely. And Children Apple of a Lesser TV God, yes. Plus. Oh, first, first deaf man, yes, exactly. Okay. Phew. Good. I'm like, there was a first something. And it makes Apple TV plus the first streaming platform to win the Academy award for best picture, which Fantastic. is, and then Netflix won best director with Jane Campion, I believe becoming only the third woman to win a best director award for power of the dog. Mm. And you want to see that too, that Netflix was like, we spent so much money on all these movies over the years and freaking Apple
1: TV plus comes along and wins best picture. Wait, wait, power of the dog was Netflix. So sure they lost. Yeah. But the fact is, It's still the year of the streamers again. It's the year of the streamers again. Yeah, Yeah, it's huge. Listen, lots of founders are loosey-goosey with their personal numbers, we all know that. They put it on company documents, they use it for sales calls and more, and that's where things get super messy. You, You don't know who's calling you, right? Is it a sales prospect? Is it a coworker? Or is it somebody from your kid's school? Is it spam? Well, Open Phone helps you create business phone numbers for you and your team. And it works through an app on your smartphone, very elegantly, or on your desktop, you just pick a number, you install the app, and you're done. There is no need to carry two phones like I do. And there's so many features you're going to love, including you know how we all create catch all emails like support at our Well, You can do something similar for a phone number, you can have a shared phone number with multiple employees fielding those incoming texts and the calls. What a brilliant idea. See what OpenPhone can do for you. It's already affordable at a starting price of just $10 a month per user. So affordable. And Twist listeners can get an extra 20% off any plan for your first six months by signing up at openphone.co slash twist. And if you have existing numbers from another service, no problem. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy, OpenPhone can port them over for free. Just head over to O-P-E-N-P-H-O-N-E dot C-O slash twist today. OpenPhone.co slash twist today. I love this kid, Jesse Plemons. I tweeted, like, I don't know remember love his name. Him. But when Jesse Plemons comes on the screen, mm-hmm. I'm riveted. He is my new Philip Seymour Hoffman, like, or Benedict Cumberbatch. Like, when I see him, I'm just like, it's pure talent. And I'm going to see The Power of the Dog for him first, Benedict Cumberbatch second, and Paul Dano third. I love all three of those actors. I like and all I'm of them. To, and I
0: also have yeah. no interest in seeing that movie.
1: I, it's, I don't know what it's about. I know it's a Western, or, and I know that another person was, like, making fun of it, and the director made some reference to Venus and Serena at the People's Choice Award or something that was cringeworthy. I mean, I, why do we look for celebrities for oh, any right, kind I remember. of- I
0: I mean, honestly, you're, that is exactly, that is the maximum point here, which is, like, our celebrity culture is so toxic. and it has d- been for decades. Yeah. It's not a new observation, but oh, my
1: God. Why do we care about what celebrities say? They're d- They literally put all their effort into being famous. They're fame balls, mostly. Yep. And they but, have no judgment. They have nothing we- interesting to say 95% of the time. But we do the same thing with founders. Like, it's true, it's too. A whole, it's true, too. here we are town to be
0: celebrity VCs in order to get yeah. deal flow. Like, it's a whole... Whoa,
1: whoa, whoa, whoa. pump the brakes there. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing it for a good reason. Listen to yeah, our whoa, opinions. Whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa. Whoa, whoa. The... We get but the, the deal flow, flow anyway. In, in the words <laughs> of Bob Dylan, trust yourself. Like, huh? you do not need to trust a bunch of celebrities to mitigate your view of the world, or yeah. VC celebrities, or founders. Trust yourself, come to your own conclusions, think first principles, do your own research and and have some like moral compass as to like what is acceptable in life, period, end of story. Enough yeah. with the celebrities. Enough with the celebrity culture. Enough with the politicians, enough with the celebrities, enough with the founders, the VCs, all this nonsense. Focus let's, talk on. About,
0: let's talk about the celebrity culture of the crypto world. Am I right? Oh God, here it comes. That was not
1: a great segue. We got to work on that segue. You perfectly got me off of woke. You admonished me for using the term woke. Everybody loved it in the chat room. People are going to start calling you Twist Karen. they're like, and people were already like, oh,
2: Jason's wow. <laughs> like, we oh, I'm going back. Uh, He's crypto. like, can we show one meme from the slap that is perfectly It's a perfect segue to this. I
1: don't know if I want to go to the memes, but okay. We're going to do a quick meme. No, no, I'm fine with doing rapid fire memes. Everybody loves memes. Rapid fire memes.
2: Don't do rapid fire because most of them are really bad. No, just one. We'll do one. That's fine.
1: Wait, wait, wait. Now you told the audience that they're terrible. (laughs) They want to see them. Give Mm -hmm. us one meme. Okay. Uh, Chris Rock in this meme plays decentralization. And Will Smith plays Andreessen Horowitz. VCs purchasing 90% of governance tokens. Basically, it's an A-16-Z joke, I think. Um, nah, I give it a seven. I get the joke. It's, it's not bad. All right, okay, let's no, stop let's watching go. that
0: man hit that other man, because frankly, it's Please, not that it's fun. Please, it's too violent. It's just
1: oh, I do like the not. Knicks fans. <laughs> this is a no joke only Knicks fans can like. Knicks fans when Tibbs uh, leaves the starters in through the entire third quarter. <laughs> it's, it's really funny, that one, because Will Smith is from Philly, Oh, God. And Chris Rock is a diehard Knicks fan from New York. Anyway, moving on. Okay. It has to stop. The meme, we, how long do these things last now? Is it 36 hours is the meantime till moving on? Mean time to M, M-T-T-M. Mean M-T-T-M. time to, mean time moving, to on moving on is now 36 hours. This happened last night at eight, tonight at eight, which means sometime in the morning on Tuesday, you're not going to hear anything about this. 36 hours great. is M-T-T-M. That sounds great. Yeah. And we are going to MTTTM now. 36 minutes into this discussion. (laughs) Nice. Nice. (laughs) nice.
0: Thank you. May linger, but we'll see. Um, No, please. No callbacks. (laughs) Despite my terrible attempt at a clunky segue. You are the queen of the
1: transition, though. I will give you that. I mean, sometimes an awkward joke is a really funny joke. they are so professional. I mean, (laughs) you have brought a level of professionalism to this show (laughs) that I even I cannot drag down. Oh, I love you as All my right. co-host. I Other stories.
0: This is the this is the best part of my day. Other stories that we can't stop talking about. Obviously, the banana pants crypto universe and the fact that these deals are now so hot, and VCs are so desperate to get into these hot crypto startups that they're passing on board seats. I'm
1: sorry. In point, my my uh, my monitor yeah. went out here in my ear. You said. Um, locking down a board seat. I think you it came in as passing on board seats for a 32 yeah. billion dollar company. I yeah. think you meant assuring there was proper governance. Is that what you said? Right.
0: Yeah, no. I said uh yeah, they're just not going to have any. They're just not oh! going to have any governance of these companies.
2: <laughs>
1: no. No. Red please flag. please no. Double Red flag. no. Double barrel. Double barrel. Double oh, barrel. Oh, you can't idiots. see us
0: right now, but
1: you guys are waving We're our red flags.
0: Full, quadruple red flag Ooh. everywhere. The, the case in point today is that FTX, one of the fastest growing crypto exchanges in the world, is worth $32 billion. And evidently, none, not one of its investors has a board seat.
1: <laughs> it's
0: so ridiculous. Like, what Come is on. happening? Come it only on. has three board members, it has three. Founder and CEO Sam Bankman-Fried, FTX executive Jonathan Cheeseman, previously Goldman Sachs and HSBC, and some attorney based in Antigua and Barbuda, where FTX is incorporated. Antigua,
1: An Antigua attorney. Shout out to the 17 attorneys gonna, in
2: Antigua.
0: I'm just going to keep my red flag just as my hat today. Oh, it is so crazy.
1: It literally should just be... What is happening? What is happening is right... What is happening? It's so crazy because we just went through this where uh, on uh, All In, Brad Gerstner and Chamath and I were talking about companies going public at high valuations and the private market investors, right before they go public, not putting into their deals a ratchet. In other words, if the company is going to go out at 20 and then you bought shares, you put a you know, billion dollars in for a $20 billion valuation on 5%. If it does go out at 10, then instead of getting 5% of the shares, you know, you would get more shares to make up for the fall, right? In the valuation, you get ten percent. Anyway, uh, this is crazy. LPs need to talk to their VCs, and br- this is where the LPs actually can have actually great point. This is where LPs can have a little bit of common sense and just say to they don't and see. LPs now are pissed are uh, scared of pissing off the VCs. VCs are scared of pissing off the founders, and the founders are scared of getting ousted or taking advantage of a crazy moment in time.
0: Um, you know, and, and just all of this is the, oh, and by the way, just as a side note, just this just in the latest story about how there's a company called Cashio, a Solana stablecoin project that was hacked by some sort of like Robin Hood type <laughs> who returned smaller amounts and donated the rest. And now this, you know, the back end is saying like we can't compensate users. And I'm reading all this from Web3 is going just great, which is all about all of the scams, all of the hacks, all of the ways in which people are losing money. At this, Hmm. And then the idea that you wouldn't even have governance saying like, is it safe? How's your security? (laughs) Like, do you have contingency plans in the case of one of these hacks so that you could return the money to users like none of that is just, I don't understand how we keep dealing ourselves these self inflicted wounds as an industry that I have only recently joined.
1: Yeah, exactly. So let me just say this. This does not mean all these red flags that the founder did not do the right thing in negotiating the best deal for them. And this does not mean that the business itself is not a fantastic business, but proper governance is something that protects all shareholders. It protects the employees, all stakeholders, the employees, the customers, the partners, the investors, the LPs of the funds, and and ultimately the public. You want to have proper governance so that if uh, somebody makes a bad decision, there's somebody there who says, you know what? I've seen this movie before. And uh, this is not in the best interest of all shareholders. And we should have a vote if it's or we should have a discussion about this. And then if the discussion leads to, you know, people having a difference of opinion, you say, you know what, let's bring in some consultants, let's bring in some outside people to give us their opinion on what we should do. Let's get some experts. Let's get some attorneys. Let's get some accountants. Let's get some HR people. Let's get some consulting group. And you have a very thoughtful, you know, debate Mm -hmm. over the merits of what you're doing. And then- Based on that, hopefully you can have a vote that then leads one way or the other. Well, if this was WeWork and the founder got super voting shares, which eventually Adam Newman did get, then nobody could stop a founder who's out of control and is spending the investor money and double dealing, which is what WeWork did, right? You guys know the story of him um, selling the IP back to himself, buying the buildings and selling them back to the company, all of this stuff proper governance would protect against. And in fact, in that case, the press wound up being the governance as a backstop. If the press is your backstop, governance has failed. Mm -hmm. Let me say it again. If the press is your backstop, governance has failed. If Madoff, Elizabeth Holmes, and Adam Newman had proper governance, it wouldn't have been John Carreyrou and whoever broke the stories about the other companies that needed to be the backstop. This is where the press does a great job. This is where the press is necessary. This is where investigative journalism is brilliant and important. But we, as capital allocators, need to play our role too, not just abdicate it. Is that the word? To the press. Abdicate.
0: Yeah, that's exactly the word. Which is stupid. And, and I don't, you know, I see Nodi saying that this guy is such a great founder and this is a really good company. And here's the thing sure, if Could he, be true. maybe, But if he's the guy insisting on not having investors take board seats, if he's the guy who's essentially saying your investment, you know, I know you really wanted this deal, and the the way that you're going to get in is with this contingency in place, Mm. I am skeptical. It it I think there is good reason to be skeptical of someone who doesn't want oversight. That almost never is a good sign.
1: Precisely, it makes you better. It you should want it. And I just want to also look at the funding history here. And this is not like a. I mean, if I had 20 red flags, I would be waving them, but mm-hmm. I'm just mm-hmm. going to pull out my red flags here. 2019, they raised 8 million. We don't know what valuation, but you would assume for 10% of the company, 5% of the company, something in that range. So that would uh, be uh, eight times twenty million. I'm just taking a guess on that one. Educated guess. January, 2020, mm-hmm. they're at 1.2 billion. 18 months later, July of 2021, this is all during the pandemic, they're worth 18 billion that is 15x, no business grows 15x in 18 months. But okay, yeah. maybe it was undervalued. I don't think so. But if we go back to 2019, two years earlier, it was probably worth 150. So now we're talking about 100x in 24 months. That's a red. That's a major red flag. But the red flag continues because from July of 2021 to October of 2021, August, September, October, three months later, the business were worth 25 billion. So they had 7 billion in market cap. They added a Peloton. In market cap that doesn't make any sense and then molly we go from october 21 to january of 2022 Mm -hmm. so november 2021 december 2021 three months later they're adding another seven billion so this company every three months at seven billion dollars in market cap while crypto is going down in value during those last three bumps During those last three, sure. I mean, it did go
0: bonkers. We should acknowledge at least that crypto did go absolutely supernova during the pandemic. However, there were also players coming in every hour. Yeah. And so it's it's hard to imagine that one company was able to snap up this much value and this much market share and grow this fast. Also, I mean, look, maybe it's fine. But FTX is incorporated in Antigua and, Barbuba and Barbuda and moved its headquarters from Hong Kong to the Bahamas in 2021. I, I don't know. Like, there's just this whole, I don't
1: Another know. Another red flag. <laughs> I don't know why
0: that seems like a red flag, but it does. Like, why aren't you just well, incorporated like, to,
1: in Delaware like everybody else? <laughs> it would be because of regulations. and because Hon- of regulations. Uh, moving, moving out of Hong Kong would be to get oh, out no. of the Chinese government, which could seize your business at any point in time, like they've done, uh, and change the rules. So that makes sense. Then the next logical place to go would be america i guess or london you know two mm-hmm. capitals of finance in the world but well, we did have a they... little
0: clip should we hear why we apparently have a well, clip better, to find so out why? Here here's, the, is, here's the founder sam explaining why
1: to need
2: to to move the company uh, away from hong kong and, and and how significant are those factors behind the decision in in terms of hurting the future of, of crypto yeah so i think the biggest thing that we're thinking we've never had a single sort of formal headquarters before Um, And we were really excited about establishing one in the Bahamas. I think the biggest things, first of all, they passed a really progressive forward-looking bill regulating the crypto industry there. It's one of the only countries in the world that has a comprehensive licensing regime for crypto exchanges. That's really exciting. Um, Frankly, the lack of quarantine to get into the country is really
0: important. It means that we can get in and out, that we can have business meetings.
1: Okay, I kind of buy it. Um, Those are some good reasons, I guess. Um, i don't know man very strange this is one big red flag so from ftx's website another wrinkle here ftx does not onboard or provide services to corporate accounts of entities located in, established in or residents of the united states of america why not cuba crimea sevastopol iran afghanistan syria or north korea we understand the authoritarian uh you know blacklisted countries there uh but Why wouldn't they? But also the United States. (laughs) But also, we're putting the United States with North Korea and Afghanistan and Syria and Iran, really? Something weird there. I think they don't want to be involved in any US regulation. So, okay. I, I think looking at this business, it could be on the up and up. It could be they just don't want to touch Americans because they don't want to get dragged into regulations, which is a bit of a red flag for our SEC, which has not defined clear rules. Yes, FTX has a US focused division, which is independently set up to comply with the US laws and corporate structure requirements. And that business is worth 8 billion. Okay, so I guess they've separated out the businesses because they Mm -hmm. don't want one to touch the other. Uh, That actually makes sense. I do think the United States needs to be super clear on these. And I think the clarity should be, listen, if you're raising these things, they're securities, unless people are actually using the tokens in the ecosystem. It's very simple. I really if want you, Gary Gensler to come on our show. I'm sorry. Go ahead. We should have. I mean, I think it's an open invite, but just as a cons- concept here, if you buy a utility token, here's an here's a easy test. And I know that crypto people are going to flood my replies here, but uh, you know, explain to me why I'm wrong. If it is a utility token and it's used and it's not for speculation, then there should be a requirement that you have that utility token and you use it as a utility within 24 months of buying it. Or the product or service being offered. In other words, if there are miles, if, if people were buying and selling airline miles, Molly, Mm -hmm. and never cashing them in for gift cards or flights, Flights. Mm -hmm. you would say that person is involved in them as a currency, would you not? They're speculating. Mm -hmm. The same should be true of crypto. And so you have to prove that you've used your utility tokens and you're not sitting on them. So you have to use your utility token every two years. So it makes sense that you could stockpile miles for a year or two. But if you're stockpiling miles for three or four or five years, that would be a very fair test. And then anybody else who buys them, they are buying a security, therefore it's under securities law. So I'm not saying you can't buy them, but you would have to buy them under a different designation. Hmm. So you're buying the coins to play the game, great. You have to put the quarters into the arcade machine. If you're buying them to do smart contracts to buy nfts you have to actually buy nfts but if you're buying them for speculation a different rule and then always i think under 10 million a year i've been talking about this for a while uh, or maybe let's make it 100 million you can raise up to 100 million for every any project every year but no person can put more than ten thousand dollars of their average two year tax return into that project like an invest. well
0: and so then as it relates to ftx if ftx If those rules were clear and -hmm. this exchange knew that those were the rules under which they could operate, it would give Mm -hmm. them the regulatory clarity to know, like to be able to operate the business as a whole in one place instead of have to segment it up the way it has been doing. We should point out that the U.S. business does have a board of directors. So, (laughs) in minor good news, the U.S. derivatives business um, has a board of directors chaired by Larry E. Thompson, who was previously general counsel of the Depository Trust and Clearing Corporation. So it seems to be taking different approaches for different businesses in different locations, some of which maybe have more oversight than others.
1: But this is a trend. And so uh, PitchBook, which is a great uh, service, uh, my friend John Gabbett, uh started it. The Financial Times broke this down with PitchBook data. Over 400 cryptocurrency startups have raised a Series A without raising another round of funding over the past few years, which could mean they went out of business or they're zombie startups, but it more likely means. They've been raising through tokens and non-dilutive funding. Right. Half of those had only one or two directors on their boards, according to analysis by PitchBook. So that is a, a big red flag. You know, When you after you raise a series A, you should have a five-person board. Generally, one or two of the founders, one independent, one or two investors is how it would break down. You should mm-hmm. have five. You shouldn't have three. You don't need to have seven or nine or 12 or whatever odd number, 11, 15. That would be public board area. So five is the right number. And so these have roughly half Or 80% less. Um, It could also be PitchBook's data is not perfect because they can only go on what information is given to them. But uh, yeah, there's red flags all over this. And it's going to... I think we were talking about this on Thursday when we had Lana for This Week in Streaming that we will see in five years a wave of cryptocurrency scams becoming (laughs) made for TV movies. Absolutely. And also
0: that we may see another wave of that we've seen over the years, like after the dot com bus, there was, you know, every founder had to have a grown up in the room, then a lot of power returned to founders. Now yep. you're seeing a double whammy in crypto of it so hot and exciting that you have power returned to founders and the governance contingencies effectively, mm-hmm. like I won't be I won't give you a board seat so that you can take my money faster and that we're likely to see a pendulum shift as a result of that, too, to like. more you public also see Molly- governance.
1: You will also see a repricing of all of these projects. Yeah. Just like we saw a repricing of all the growth stocks uh, over the past, you know, six months in the public markets. So what we're seeing in public markets is being reflected now in private markets and will eventually make it to the crypto markets. Uh, This level of, uh, as Brad Gerstner said on All In last week or over the weekend, uh, this Red Bull high is not coming back uh, for growth stocks. It's going to be a return to the five-year mean. And we'll see something similar in crypto. And by the way, if you're in crypto and you have one of these overpriced projects, sell as many tokens as you can now. Just like people who were in some crazy dot-com company should have sold it, or people who were in some crazy growth stock over the last 10 years should have taken some chips off the table. Take some chips off the table. Uh, is my best advice if it was like a family member. I'm not giving financial advice, but Definitely that's not. my financial advice to a family member. <laughs> Full, perfect disclaimer, I can always give. Um, this is what I would advise my brother. And just to be clear, FTX is raising not in a token sale, they're raising from venture capitalists. The most sophisticated investors on the planet who do not need protection, um, are making this crazy bet of no governance. Period, full stop. So you don't have to worry about them. You know, they are making these decisions with eyes they're wide open be fine. with apparently people's retirements <laughs> and endowments from giant universities. Or whoever Ugh. put money into these as LPs. I mean, LPs wake up. I mean, if i have an LP, I'm literally having an emergency meeting with all of my crypto-related funds that I'm LPing and saying, Whoa, I was just watching this week at startups and Molly and we were talking about no governance. Can we do a governance review what, on every what project? What's happening? Yeah. What is happening? Proper yeah, yeah. governance, <sighs> people. Then we don't Proper. have to make TV shows. I'm sorry to Hollywood. Because if proper governance comes back, it's going to be a lot less drama on these TV shows. It's going to kill <laughs> we streaming.
0: Can't, we can't have proper governance because we need the IP. Well, so, I mean, imagine, it's imagine that the, or another Marvel sequel. What do you guys want? What do you want?
1: Bobby, imagine the imagine Veranos had proper governance and they had told um, Balwani and Elizabeth Holmes, okay, you're going to be you know VP of product, and you're going to be v you know chief visionary officer and we're bringing in a proper ceo the proper ceo would have been like give everybody their money back Mm -hmm. but they didn't and that company did have proper governance it just had poor governance like they they made they made a mistake but they They could have ousted her and they
0: didn't exactly they were rolled they got rolled by their ceo also for like a nanosecond i thought you said imagine if thanos had Proper governance, and absolutely. I was like, sure if Thanos that had proper either.
1: governance, he wouldn't want to kill half the people in the world. Sadistic <laughs> maniac. He would have wanted like two of the Infinity Stones, not three. The Infinity Stones are the board members. You give all five Infinity Stones to one person, they snap and their they fingers. Kick. That's it. Somebody yep. make me. Somebody make a meme. A meme mm-hmm. of literally, literally Zuckerberg collecting the Infinity Stones of everybody's voting shares. Peter Thiel's he excels and then have. Zuckerberg snapped his fingers. <laughs> it's genius. I mean, Jeez. that is
0: freaking genius. I'm coming in hot today with the double coffee. <sighs> coming in hot. All right. So we do this one last story about Apple? And it's a... Uh,
1: I think it's, kind think? My, it's arguably the most minutes? interesting one. And then I'll go to the Molly uh, hot tub story.
0: I think this is fascinating. And I'm not exactly sure how I feel about this idea that no one can afford anything. And so every single thing needs to be broken up into payments. And yet, uh, it makes things pretty accessible. Okay. Let me tell you what I'm talking about. Last week, Bloomberg reported that Apple's working on a hardware subscription for iPhones and iPads. Bloomberg's sources were people familiar with the matter and a spokesperson for Mm -hmm. Apple not surprisingly declined to comment, but this would make device ownership similar to, you know, paying a monthly fee. Now, I actually think this is something that Apple will, isn't this what we already talked about, first of all, but this is something Apple's already doing. Like people effectively buy an iPhone as a subscription plan now anyway. Mm. And it seems like Apple's saying, let's just maybe if, if indeed you're talking these about reports with their Apple true, cards,
1: like when you go to buy, you check yep. out if you have an Apple card, they offer you monthly payments, right?
0: Or and if you buy it through a carrier. I mean, this is how it. most Americans get phones. Nobody buys a right. like, phone outright anymore. Everybody gets it on a monthly installment plan. Apple that's
1: installment plans, which is a designation that's or, different. that's different. Got it from Oops. subscription.
0: So in this case, I guess it would be like. It's a subscription, you just pay for it, and then every two years you trade it in, God help the planet. Uh, Maybe Apple ends up making a little more over time. I don't really know, because people would pay for this for two years instead of Mm. reselling that. Um, But it would make device ownership similar to paying a monthly fee, which is also something that was floated informally by uh, the new Peloton CEO.
1: Right. And we lauded uh, the new CEO for that. It makes total sense because what a lot of people are doing, myself included, is, uh, and you just said you did this. Now, I, you said, why wouldn't I take the zero, it's like zero interest, right? Yeah, when you, zero interest. So why wouldn't you take it? I didn't take it. And I was like, oh, wow, Molly's right. I should do it. Um, and I will do it in the future. And then when I go back, anytime the new phone comes out, I trade in because mm-hmm. I'm in the tech business and it's a luxury I can afford to do as a tech person. It's a business expense. I need to do it. I want to be on the latest stuff so I can talk about it here on the pod. Yeah. Uh so when I trade it in, I typically get 600 of my 1400 back, 1200 back. So I'm essentially rolling my own subscription. Yeah, exactly. This would be a formal rolling of a subscription which I would put in the $79 a month range, which would be 900 a year, maybe 1800 over 2 years, so you pay a slight premium or they could do it for the same price. It could make it Fifty dollars a month, which would be six hundred, be twelve hundred. So it could just be straight fifty bucks a month, mm-hmm. and they just call it a subscription. And at the end of the subscription, you go to the store, hand in your phone. If it's got any damage, you pay a difference in damage. But if it's in reasonable shape, they just hand you a new one, or they just right. send you the box. Because I did the box thing, and that was delightful too. You just put it and back in the box and send it to them.
0: Wow, that is awesome. What's interesting too is that Apple recently got me. with they sent me a little notification. They were like, "Hey, you're paying like." Twenty-seven dollars for some Apple subscriptions, but not all. And if you mm-hmm. want to save money, you can bundle them all together for twenty-nine oh, yeah. bucks. And now what you're subscribed to everything that Apple makes, like the Apple iCloud bundle or whatever. You get like, cloud. Oh yeah. You get
1: news. You yep. get arcade. You, get, you get, get Apple Plus. You get fitness, and I think you get music. Maybe or books. Oh yeah, maybe iTunes music iTunes too. Music. Yeah, I yeah. did that. I did it for my family, and I I don't know what it costs, but I saw it and I was like five family members because i already do it for the icloud so mm-hmm. everybody's devices are backed up on icloud for one price and right. we all have and the so same drive because you know when you get two terabytes for the drive and you use 1.2 you're like ah this is the whole family right so if one family member takes a lot of photos and video because the family videographer they take up the bulk of it it's great so
0: imagine if you have that bundle and then all of a sudden they just toss some hardware in there
1: genius yep genius yep. I talked about this years ago. I called it Apple Prime. Somebody pull the uh, CNBC clip about Apple Prime and send it to me. Uh, But this would be great because what it does is it locks people in. You're never going to unsubscribe from Amazon Prime. I don't know anybody who's ever unsubscribed from Amazon Prime unless they get married and then they move to account. That's the one thing that happens is like people go on a family plan. But this will be the you will never be able to leave the Apple ecosystem once they get this dialed in.
0: And then this ensures that those hardware margins, which as we know, is like yes. all that Apple really cares about. I mean, it look, if this gets us to a point where our subscription to the hardware is subsidizing the innovation that we keep asking for in various yeah. ways, great. Right. If you can guarantee that everybody's gonna get the damn phone, then maybe you could use some of your spare time to like do all these other cool things, like nail the 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 podcasting all in one rig or the home video conferencing all in one rig that jason was suggesting last week
1: yeah the podcasting rig uh, yeah. i did see uh daring fireball and a bunch of other folks were uh talking about the new monitor and they panned uh, an mk Marquez. mkbhd or
0: as i like to call him Marquez.
1: Marquez. marques panned it this 5k one and so did um mkbhd oh right hd mkbhd Marcus he Brownlee HD and the Darry Fireball Gruber. Uh, he's yeah, got his own podcast. John Gruber mm-hmm. John Gruber's really great, uh, and he panned it. They mm-hmm. were just like this thing's like eighteen hundred dollars to you know with the swivel to make it go up and down or whatever, and they were like, "This is a complete waste of money." I'm buying it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and I did see an <laughs> unboxing video for Mac Studio. Yeah, and the guy was like, "It's heavy." I was like, "Oh, I want it." It's <laughs> like it weighs more <laughs> than my Mac Mini. I'm it.
0: I want it. <laughs> I don't really want I'm with Nebraska SXHC in the in the Noda gang though who's saying like I kind of want to cut out all of these subscriptions at this point. Like yes. it is getting overwhelming. It's overwhelming. Like all of these make sense, sort of like the news universe. All these make sense one at a time. Mm. Like it makes sense that I pay a monthly uh mortgage and a monthly car payment and a monthly subscription to the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, the Economist, the Financial yeah. Times, and the San Francisco Chronicle. And HBO and Netflix and, you know, when you start to sort of like add all these things up and then everybody's like, no, it's cool. You can totally get this as a monthly subscription. Then pretty soon your monthly nut is just like absurd. You're an indentured servant to- You're an indentured
1: servant to to all of these
0: services. And I just want
1: a freaking phone and I'm going to do whatever the hell I want with it. Imagine Apple does come out with a car. Imagine Apple does come out with a television. They already have Apple TV with their content. Now imagine Apple decides they're going to make apartments and housing, you literally would be spending 67% of your post-tax revenue on the car, house, and content and computers to Apple. I yeah. mean, that's, wow. that's actually the start of a dystopian script. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, let's make a short film where Apple does this. And then somebody winds up living on the Apple campus, driving an Apple car, and they get their pay stub and it says, you made uh, $10,000 this month. Uh, $6,700 to Apple for your car, your home, whatever, your net yeah. pay, ta- $3,000 in taxes, your net pay, $300. <laughs> My God. <laughs> it's basically <laughs> where it's
2: going.
0: Shiver. It's basically where it's... You know that's it is. where it's going. It is. It absolutely is. Okay. My God, all right, I think we did enough show for today. <laughs> I think we did. I think I we mean, did. All this uh, other stuff we the, have to just put in Is the hot tub story
1: more. just for noties? No, it, I think the hot tub story can be for everybody. So I am... uh at the community rec center in my uh, ski chalet town. And the guy, the guy's in the hot tub, his wife, and the kids are playing with each other in the pool. And hey, what do you do? Oh, I, I sold the company to this company. What do you do? Oh, I have a podcast and I angel invest. And oh, what's the podcast? That's like this we started. I never heard of it all. I never heard of it. I was like, yeah, you know, we kind of talk about this stuff and we just brought in uh, Molly Wood to be my co-host. Molly Wood for Marketplace? I was like, yes, Molly Wood from Marketplace. Oh, my God, she's so smart. She's brilliant. <laughs> I was wondering where she went. She left, and I stopped listening to Marketplace. Da, 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 da. I was like, yeah, she's, she's on my co-host on This Week in Startups. I never heard of that. I was like, yeah, you, you mentioned you never heard of This Week in Startups. You're like, thanks, buddy, thanks. I was like, this no, it was, it it was the wife. And she's like, oh, we listen to Molly all the time. She's so smart. She's eloquent. Aww. She's funny. And they could not stop talking about Molly Wood in the hot tub. I hope they're listening to the show right now. I did. Literally, I start trading texts and they're like, "What's the name of your podcast with Molly Wood again?" I was like, "This, is this week we can start I'm serious." I was like, "I've been doing this for 11 years, folks. You didn't hear of it and you and you live in, in in, you know, Palo Alto and you haven't heard of it?" I mean, so, you have
0: to admit National Public Radio is a it's pretty dope. Totally it's pretty dope. other, it's a whole other world that's all about hot tubs and ski chalets.
1: <laughs> I am uh, well, no, these were like rich elite Liberal people who, well, they enjoy a little public writing. That's all. And they are a huge Molly Wood fan. So uh, I thought that would make you feel good.
0: (laughs) I love that. Everybody
1: give Molly Wood her flowers for getting inducted into the Hall of Fame on Friday. Uh, Just once again, congratulations, Uh, everybody in the chat. Just throw up your flower emojis for Molly. And uh, it's been great. Uh, Mondays are always the best. Mondays Mondays are the best. Bud days with Molly. J-Cows that's how we throw up your abs in the chat your- <laughs> 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 wah, 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 wah. <laughs> hey
2: everyone producer nick here i want to tell you about the sas syndicate if you're a founder of a sas company with a product and market our investment team wants to talk to you head over to the syndicate.com slash sas s-a-a-s to apply to raise from the SAS syndicate and you can join Jason syndicate of over 9000 accredited investors at the Producer Justin here no cool startup Com. Our next event is on April 27th. And if you want to learn how to invest in startups from the world's greatest angel investor, and no, we're not talking about Chris Saka, then head to angel.university to apply. The four-hour workshop costs $300 and all proceeds are donated to charity. To date, we've donated over $175,000 to various charities, and you can see the full list at Charity.